0: Howdy, and welcome to the Friendship News Hour, presented to you by Bubba New Media. Today is May the eleventh, twenty twenty-two. His name is Alex. My name is Frank Hello.
1: Howdy, doody, Bubba. Oh, you know, bad on a uh, on a Wednesday morn. Dude, it was ninety-five degrees here yesterday. Oh yeah, and humid, and it just ninety-five. Like, yeah, we dude, like I was telling you, we've had rain forever, and then finally we got some nice, nice, hot, thick, aired weather, and it was it was glorious. I must say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got out and played some golf this weekend before it got really warm and whatnot. And it was like the muddiest thing you've ever seen, bro. Oh, gross. Dude, playing golf in the Midwest during the spring, you hear about like the swamp and what it used to be like before the settlers came here. And I have to imagine it was so much worse. But that's all I think about when I think about golf here—it's just swampy, mucky, muddy. You're swinging your blades and you're just coming up with a poop covered club. Mm. Sucks. Mm, Tell me more.
0: That so makes sense. You know, it's all flat,
1: so there's not a ton of places for the water to go. Yeah, dude. It's just so hard. I, I mean, it, I mean, obviously, my swing is not perfect, and I have a lot to work on in my golf game, but it's so frustrating. Get say that again. <laughs> but it's just so frustrating, bro. You're swinging your club, and it just... Or you're like, you, you make great contact, and it just plugs on the ground as soon as yeah. it hits the ground. You get no bounce whatsoever. Bummer. It's just not fair, Frank. Certainly not. Certainly <laughs> not. Yeah, man. That sucks. What's going on in your world?
0: Um, what's going on in my world? Oh well, I guess I can say it publicly. I'm having a child. Woo!
1: Nah, how about that? Been sitting on that information for far too long. Yeah, that's amazing though, dude. Congratulations, little
0: baby Frank. Thanks, dude. It is amazing. It really is. Um, already before the little guys here, it's a boy, by the way. Um, already, man. Just, uh, just like an, an an overflow of love, you know.
1: Hell yeah. It's a good feeling, man. Like it really I remember is. getting to like tell everyone for the first time and like that like especially with certain people, like it just it feels so good to like see their reaction. But then like when you get to like announce it to the world and like your phone's blown up with like two hundred likes and Yep. Just comments and love and all that shit just keeps pouring in. That's always a good feeling. A little dopamine hit, I feel like, too. But, like, that's so cool. So, it's when's he due? October 13th. October 13th. Man, so you guys are coming up on it then. You only got... Dude, it's tomorrow. Yeah, man. Like five it's months wild. left. Man. Shit's crazy, man. It's so quick. How's Jack doing? She's great.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Um, knock on wood. I don't want to jinx anything, but it's been smooth
1: sailing. She didn't but have, like, far. morning sickness or anything? A
0: little bit. But uh, all she did was just eat food. She yeah. just got up and ate. And that yeah. was it. it. Killed it. So she'd been good. Little spells here or there. And, you know, I guess like the regular things that happen when you're pregnant, you know, start eating more because you got another parasite to feed. You're <laughs> Literally growing life inside of you. Yeah. Dude, I think about it sometimes. Like I'll be out on a run and getting like some stream of consciousness and just like think, like visualize the miracle that is a child. Being mm-hmm. grown, it's just, I I, fuck, I can't even, I can't even, like, I don't know, man. It just blows my mind every time. Like, you grow a little, and what is it before it's a fetus? Embryo? Yeah, you grow an embryo. And then that embryo then grows a solid state attachment to your body. Yeah. Through a cord where it gets all of its nutrients. How? <laughs> I want to know how.
1: Through an organ that grows inside of the Uh, female that's insane dude the placenta is the only thing that grows within the only organ that like physically grows within your body and then can regrow when you have other kids because you birth that you push that shit out a lot of people don't know that I didn't know that going into it as a dad like when you give birth to a baby you then give birth to the placenta 10 or so minutes later after mm-hmm which is it's right. really wild to think yeah. about. It. Yeah, it is wild, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when you see it come out, it's. You're, are you going to be in the room? Like, you want to be there, right? I have right? no idea.
0: I mean, okay. I would love to. Yeah, sure. I, yeah. I, we haven't really talked about that yet. Got gotcha. you. There's so much that has to happen between now and when this child comes that a lot of the pregnancy aspect of this, because I'm uh-huh. not holding the child, it's all theoretical to me.
1: Sure, yeah, right. It's
0: all just, I'm repeating her words. You know, like, I don't know. I have no fucking clue what, you know, she could be telling me lies for all I know. And I'm just <laughs> spouting them out here. Yeah, she's fine. And she might be as miserable as, as ever. But yeah. um, like, and, and also like, it's constantly in my mind that I'm having a kid, but it's also not present, like always. It, like, for example, my life really hasn't changed at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't really like do anything different than I did before this was news. I mean, I'm obviously like making different moves. And I'm, mm-hmm. we're we're obviously like posturing towards bringing a a baby into the world but other than that man just uh i feel more stress at work mm. i've definitely put more pressure on myself to be like a better provider because up until january of this year i had really been living for myself for the last 10, 12 years. Mm -hmm. So that's a big shift.
1: I remember that feeling, man. Like, and it'll, it'll kind of like shift into focus. It might not even be until he comes into the world, man. But like, I, for me, it was like right at the end when she was like really, really pregnant and like, you know, needed a little bit of extra help with with a a few things. Right. Right. And, but then dude, yeah, once the kid comes, it like shifts that whole perspective and like, I don't know even like the work and all that shit like some of that stuff like fades away where you're putting your pressure your pressure on yourself like I definitely feel that like you want to set that kid up and shit but like I feel like when that kid comes you're just like so locked in Mm -hmm. on the Mm -hmm. kid and on Jacqueline and like that. That initial feeling of like love and and connectiveness that you feel, dude, is like undescribable to me between you and that kid, between you and her. It's like, it makes all that other shit just like fade away and shifts your priorities quick, dude. So
0: yeah, we were kind of having a conversation like that uh, the other day talking about how, cause you know, for whatever it's worth, this was not a planned pregnancy. That pregnancy itself, without getting into too many details, is actually a miracle of God, but you know, it wasn't planned. So we're doing this quote, earlier than we had planned. But I was thinking about it because we were talking about how, you know, it's kind of unfair for the woman who is in a career to have to kind of press pause for a little bit, do all this stuff, give birth to the baby, be at home with the baby, bomb with the baby, you know, for be sure, out yeah. for up to three months. And I was thinking like, yeah, like I, I get what you're saying. But also for me right now, if you told me you have the choice to live relatively similarly to how you're living now, quit your job and stay home and take care of a child. Like my career to me means nothing. I would drop it on a dime. Yep. On a dime, I would say, okay, fine, perfect. And then somebody, somebody tweeted something the other day, and it just hit home so hard. Like I, I, like I, I. It was one of those rare, like, like gems. Like you got one of those big old diamonds in the, in the, in the ground. And they said, um, they were talking about people who say that they want to wait for having children for reasons of like their career. And I said, okay, take whatever it is that you want to have kids, right? we take where you're at now and then take when you think you want to have kids. And I go, that time isn't helping your career that that time right there in the middle that's just less time that you get to spend with your children yeah it's like oh man yeah, yeah, oh that's
1: so true mm-hmm. that's so true yeah I totally agree with that dude I totally agree with that and it, dude if anything like with Sarah Sarah was out for almost like three and a half months I think by the time she she did three months and then they, they gave her like a small slight little extension because it's hard dude at the end of that three months like with that bond that you form with that baby to just like leave it as the mom especially bro so, yeah go it's, leave
0: eight hours a day
1: yeah right like She was thinking like, man, I don't even want to go back to work. I'm like, I don't want to blame you, bro. But, uh... You call your wife bro? Oh, yeah. I call her bro all the time. Bro, dude, (laughs) man, ma'am. Whatever she wants to be called, I call her. But I would say, like, the the time that she was out of work also, like, made the people that she worked with realize, like, how integral she was to, like, that whole being. And, like, that Mm -hmm. whole inner dynamic of, of like how work goes because like when she came back I'm not gonna say they worshiped around she she walked on but like they you could tell that they were like really grateful that she was back and like mm. really missed her being on the team and blah blah. blah. so it's like if anything that little grab at least in her you know particular instance like I think like cemented her position there and like if not was like a, a good thing for her career moving forward um, I'm sure it's not the same for everyone like but like in, in her case that's what happened
0: well, that's uh, that's good. I mean that that means that uh, she has more leverage than than maybe she thought she had, or maybe she thought she had proper leverage. Uh, sure. Because as I understand it, your wife is a boss.
1: boss. Yeah, big time boss of the Apple Sauce. Shout out Sarah Kenzie, my beautiful wife. Kind of piggybacking off that with the, with the whole children theme, you sang. We were playing video games last night, and you sang a a song that I think you were just kind of like humming it and then it kind of got into the words a little bit. And it it was a little disturbing to me that this was an actual song. And I'm going to need you to provide some details here for me.
0: All right. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'll preface this by saying if you are of uh, a certain age and you grew up in San Diego, California, and you had the distinct privilege of listening to 91X on the radio, you undoubtedly heard the song Little Girls by the band Oingo Boingo. I think I told you last night that this song had been stuck in my head since seventh grade. And it's true, because it has. It comes up in my head every now and then, and it's a very catchy song. It's got like really, it's got like a lot of punk kind of ska aspects to it. A little bit, maybe not ska, but definitely some punk aspects to it. Um, You know what, Al, (laughs) instead of just being theoretical about this play a little
1: bit okay yes
0: but it it was very popular they played it all of the time all of the
1: time i want to know what long-term mental effects this has on the san diego greater county area
2: Little girls, they make me feel so good I love little girls They make me feel so bad When they're around me Make me feel like I'm the only
0: They don't. They don't. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Like So, it, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> like, the creepiest song ever made ever. Yeah. Okay? I don't know why this song got so much airplay. 91X, I'm telling you, if you don't know, if you do know, then you know. If you don't know, go put on 91X. You can listen to it wherever you're at in the world. It is the very best radio station to ever exist. They play incredible music. But you got me thinking last night because I was like, yeah, this song is ridiculous. (laughs) So here's a little background on it. I don't know that there's any justification for writing this song, but this is uh, Danny Elfman, who's the writer. Why song li-
1: little girls? His name's Danny Elfman. R- that's the dude that just composed the music for the Doctor Strange movie. That's a no He's way. a popular. Yeah, I mean, if it's one and the same, I can't imagine there's too many people with that name. But Danny Elfman is a popular composer. Man, he's done quite a few movies. Well, then yeah, this
0: is him. Yeah, I'm looking him up right. so he he wrote that? this song. All right, this is this is him. The song was written as satire and has a strong punk influence plus horn arrangements. When asked about the song's darkly humorous lyrics, that's one way to put it, Elfman replied that, quote, What made me write it? At that point, I was just grabbing onto things that popped into my head and taking characters and singing from their point of view. It didn't necessarily reflect me, but it was just fun and I knew it was irreverent. I was out to offend everybody. <laughs> wow. Elfman re- reiterate this view in 2014, claiming that the song was an in-your-face, f- facetious jab. Elfman has occasionally offered other explanations in an a 1985 concert. He jokingly suggested that the song was about how his girlfriend was so very, very little and that she fits in the palm of his hand. So <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. Tell you what,
1: I, uh, <laughs> I'll listen to this song until the day I die. Dude, that is so crazy. The fact that that came out in 81 is wild. Now, dude, now I'm looking. I never realized. Yeah, it's it says right here that Danny Elfman was the singer-songwriter for Bingo Bongo. Oingo Boingo. What is it? Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. Yeah, that's what it is.
0: Very popular band.
1: Dude, his credit list is, is stupid. He's pretty much done the music for every Tim Burton movie ever. Nightmare oh, Before really? Christmas, Corpse <laughs> no Bride, way. Beetlejuice, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He, like I said, he did Doctor Strange. He did the original Batman with Michael Keaton. He did the Spider-Man movies uh, with Sam Raimi. He did Sleepy Hollow, Men in Black, wow. Mars Attacks, Pee Wee Herman's movie. He's done big fish. He's done so many movies, bro. And this dude's talking about wow. That's that was shocking. So yeah, I, I needed context because I was just like, Frank, what are you saying about, man? What the fuck?
0: Yeah. Uh, not sorry. Not sorry. No. Uh but I'll tell you what, man. Um, really, truly, I I can't, I cannot say enough good things about 91x radio station. It's an integral part of my youth. It has Exposed me to so many different uh, uh, bands and artists, mm-hmm. um, and I, I have to credit them with like, re, like really, truly, with like ex- expanding my music knowledge and and uh, I don't know, man, it truly can't say enough good things about them. If you're it, 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 they they label themselves as alternative, um, and recently because they've been around since so what do Twenty two, I think nineteen eighty two. They've been around thirty years, um, and or 40 years, 30 years? I forget. They've been around for a while. And they recently did this thing where they went through their entire catalog, A through Z. So they just had all of their artists in alphabetical order, and then they would just play the songs that they would play from these artists from the inception of 91X, from artists starting with A through Z. Wow. And after they did that, they got such a large response because as as of recent they had been just playing like your alternative charts, whatever those are. You know what those are, just alternative songs. You know? mm-hmm. Foster the peoples and all that kind of stuff. And then people started telling them like, hey, this is actually really incredible. And so they kind of reverted back to playing everything. So they play their entire catalog, whatever that is. So music from the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s to now, all alternative. Nice. Um, and it's just so beautiful. It's just like a, every time you turn it on, it's just like a beautiful mix. It's so
1: good. Is it ever weird to you to think that the music we listened to when like we were in high school is soon and quickly becoming like what classic rock was to us? Yeah. Yeah. And that makes classic rock oldies to us. Oh, right. Which is crazy, dude. I know. I think about that all the
0: time, having one on the way, wondering what kind of shitty music is this kid going to listen to? I know. How much can I, how much can I influence that?
1: dude i can't even i can't imagine what music's going to be like like think about what our parents think of like dubstep you know what i'm saying like not that i really listen to a lot of dubstep. i was gonna say i probably think the same thing now yeah right, right. <laughs> but just like how far music's come since like the 70s when you had zeppelin and floyd right and all these right. bands that were just like rock like you know guitar yeah. solos screaming vocalists and now it's just like like what the fuck is it gonna be in well 20 you know more what's cool years?
0: I think that um, one advantage that the uh, next generation of children, even even like to some extent, the, the current generation growing up, is is that now the entirety of the music world's catalog is at your fingertips, on demand, whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And so I think you'll be privy to more music, get m- making the music of our day or even our parents' day. Um, live on, right? Because I think good music is good music, right? Like I found Led Zeppelin and they're like now my favorite band and they were making music in the 60s and 70s. So, uh, I have hope. I have hope that, uh, this good music will, will live on. I don't know if there's anything in the past, I don't say anything in the past 20 years, who would you pick in the past 20 years? Who would you pick and say, this is an integral person. One person comes to mind for me.
1: Uh, I mean, Weezy F, baby. Yeah. yeah, that's the only person <laughs> we both said it at the same time. Um, Yeah, I mean, shit. I'd have to really think about that, but I think you got Kanye. I don't know. I mean, I think Kendrick. I mean, for making you, a like, s- I'm
0: sure there's Crit and yeah, Kendrick yeah, and yeah. Drake and all. Oh, you know,
1: there's the,
0: there's the hit makers, right? Like, the, the, that's going to be there. There's people. But if you had to say me, like this person is essential, you can't. You cannot write the story of music without this person, and the world is completely
1: worse off. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's hard, dude. Because like, I think there was a time in the early two thousands where there was just a lot of just shit, shit music, and the music industry was not in a good spot. Like, there are still good artists and, and people like like a Ludacris and stuff like help carry through some of that. I think, but like, Jay Z. Yeah, exactly. But on the whole, I think it was a not the best time for music, and I feel like it's getting better now. A, mm, you think a little so? bit, but I, I do think like it's like we're in a big problem where like way too many people are starting to sound the same. Where it's like what's popular just kind of like has like it's so easy to make music and get out there. You just need to have like some kind of musical anything to put out there. And as long as you have an image and a fan base, you know, you can generate buzz and, and get interest to your stuff. You know, it's not so much about the music anymore. It's really about like what's your production like and like, what is your artist allure? Like, whatever that is. A like, Takashi 6ix9ine right. where he's like this weird, crazy looking dude that does all this shit and he's a rat and and like that just generates buzz around him. It's not really about the music anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. But then you still have people that are like super like influential, like a Wayne who then goes on to inspire someone like a young thug. You know who's who's very in this new age of rap and auto tune and all this shit. He's 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 a pretty integral figure, like right up there with Future, I would say.
0: Yeah, but okay. So then, when you were talking about image, when you think of the major rap artists of today, mm-hmm. and you think of say a Future or a Young Thug, and you think of their lyrics, what's the first thing that
1: comes to mind? I mean, shit, most of the time they're talking about trapping and, and the lifestyle that they live, probably the shit that they see every day, but just like that, the, they're talking about the shit that they've been through, the shit that they've seen. It's either that or like love. Like they're talking about like failed relationships and, and, and drama with women probably. But on the most, on the main, I'd say they're probably talking about trapping the most.
0: Right. Like the fast life, right? Yeah. You know, drugs, money, guns, sex. Yeah. You mentioned young thug. I think he has six children. Uh, Might even have one more than that, I don't know. Anyway, I think it's interesting uh, because if you've been into the news at all, past couple days, you'll have seen that uh, Young Thug has uh, been involved with 28 other uh, defendants in a a mass indictment that includes 56 counts, all gang-related. The particular thing that Young Thug, real name is Jeffrey Williams, is accused of is renting a car under his name that was then used to uh kill somebody or help get away killing somebody and then he's also accused of green lighting a hit for a fellow rapper and you're gonna have to help me out with this one is it yb ybn ybn it's yfn lucci i believe oh yfn excuse me oh, <laughs> excuse me mr lucci Anyways, so he was accused of putting out a hit on, on this other rapper who's in, in, in prison. He was, he was accused of giving the green light for that. And I don't really like much of the music, rap music that's been made in the past 10 years. Like you said, I think it all sounds the same. They're all talking about the same thing, which is fine. That's what they live. That's what they know. It's not quite what I live and what I know. And so I don't relate to it as much. It sounds good. Some of the songs, like you said, have really good production. But there's been one artist that stood out to me, and that's Young Thug. And I adore this man's music. Mm -hmm. He talks about the exact same things that everyone else is talking about. The message is not different. Everything is the same. It's just the way that he delivers it. And it's and it's like his voice and his inflection and all that. I don't know. To me, it was it was just captivating uh many, many years ago. And um I just latched on and I've never stopped. He was my number one streaming artist last year. I fucking love his music. It really, really, really gets me going. But it just took me till this week to take a step back and think, like, oh shit. You know, like he's talking these things and we forget that he actually lives these things when he says that he's a gangster or that he says he has a bunch of goons and he says that he has this that and the other uh he means it obviously and now he's indicted on rico charges that could send him away for like 20 years yeah it's an interesting juxtaposition man because it's like oh well shit you know and because you don't know how many of these other guys are just repeating what thug has said because they've seen that blueprint now that works i'm gonna do that so how many of these people are actually talking real and how many people are just saying these things now i think through the music you can decipher especially if you listen to enough rap music you can decipher who's real and who's just saying things to get clout or what have you and i think that's what drew me to young jeffrey because in everything that he did everything if you want to know who Young Thug is, go watch the music video to Wyclef Jean. Yeah, it's the best music video ever made. Yeah, um, it'll tell you exactly who this man is mm-hmm. and how he operates. And to me, that's an attractive thing for an artist. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like this guy has never had a fuck to give. He lives that every single day. And in summer, and I kind of respect that. On the other hand, he's also involved in actual gang activity. Something that I do not know anything about, but I celebrate his music all the same.
1: Yeah, and I think you can. I mean, I, I mean, these these guys, I, a lot of these, you know, these rappers and the people that rap about the stuff that it is. There, it's the reality. It's what they grow up in. Like gangs is is the way of life in many, many, many areas of our country, for for better or for worse. Like, it's just a reality, man. It's like how a lot of these young gentlemen like need to survive in, in the neighborhoods that they grow up in because or, or like they just don't even have a choice like you're just indoctrinated mm-hmm. into it because everyone around you is is part of in this case like he's a blood like the young slime life is is affiliated with the bloods nationally so like there's there's parts of the country you grow up like you don't have a fucking choice bro like this is this is the people you're surrounded with and and any kind of male role model in your life is gang affiliated so like that is you know like that's just the most common sense thing that you would do is kind of get into that lifestyle. And that's where you learn about loyalty and, and all all, so many different things. And, and that's sadly the reality for so many people in this, in today's world. And that's why you hear about it in so many different artists. It's, this is not something new. I mean, Jay-Z has been rapping about this for (laughs) 30 years. And, and I mean, people like Pusha T have been in this lifestyle for a long, long time. And like you're saying, like in certain artists, you can hear when when it's it's legit in, in thug you can hear that it's legit in a jay-z you know that he was doing that shit i mean back in the 90s i think he's well past the days of doing that a person like push a t you can still hear it like mm-hmm. you can still hear the truth to their bars when they're spitting it to when you hear someone like a Six 69 before he even got caught or any of that you're like get the fuck out of here that's all fake that's all show and it, right. it turned out to be right. exactly that and he started stitching on a bunch of people and i Honestly, I'm surprised he's still alive at this point with the people that he's fucking around with. But it's it just is what it is. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't necessarily fault these guys, like when it's just what you come up in and then like as you grow fame as a rapper, while this is still happening, like you just have more funds and and means to mm-hmm. strengthen your organization, basically. And in this case, like I mean, I'm sure Thug was already a blood, like he just now creates his own thing because like slime is his thing. So like this, this gang is obviously tied to young thug. Like he, he can't really (laughs) young slime life is a direct point to him. So like, but at that point, like he has all these funds and means and influence to like build this up and I, I mean, make it more of an organization. I, I would, it'd be hard to not do that. Like, I know you think like, man, once you get all this money and this fame, like, you know, why wouldn't you put that behind you? But like at a point it's so ingrained into what you, your life and everything that you know, and all your all your people like you can't just Psh, see ya like it doesn't happen like that sure and i don't want i want to turn this into something that's like what, what he should or should not have done yeah. I,
0: I, I do think it is is definitely interesting though because you you rarely hear about uh i mean you know rappers get in trouble all the time for different things shit wayne just went to jail not too long ago for for weapons
1: possession same with asap rocket he just he got arrested for uh some shit he did at a airport he had a firearm on him last oh year.
0: that's right yeah that's right i remember that but you hear them talk a big game you know I mean, really and truly, the, the, the things that are that are said on record on on some of these tracks, if you take them at face value or, in, you know, they're they're incredulous. You're just like, wow, that's it's very brazen of you, sir, to say that. Sure. Um, but you rarely hear about things like this where it's like they're talking about murder and drug trafficking and money laundering and whatever, you know, whatever uh, extortion. Kidnapping. Um, and then you see something like this where an entire group of people now look, dude, whether or not you know of Young Thug, that's irrelevant. This is this guy's a big deal. He's had three billboard number ones. Like this is a giant artist. This is as big of a deal as you could get. That's it though, actually. Only three. It seems like he well, should not, have. Not not, not 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 like hit like 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 albums, three number one albums. Oh, albums. Oh,
1: okay. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Okay, okay.
0: yes. <laughs> Damn. Huge. Yeah, that's huge. Giant. and <laughs> and uh uh Gunna. Who yeah. is arguably like the second largest name in in hip hop, next to Young Thug, depending on how you look at it. So it's just very interesting to see now that somebody is taking, and and I think you can I think you can kind of tie it back to like the fact that you know America on you know writ large is taking one quarter turn to the right, and uh, people are fed up with. Uh, uh, violence, especially in the streets, it looks like um, the uh, the Georgia uh, Attorney General is is one of those people. Basically, saying like it doesn't matter uh, how influential you are. This is Fannie Willis, who's the uh, Fulton County District Attorney. She said it doesn't matter what your notoriety is, what your fame is. If you come to Fulton County, Georgia, and you commit crimes, you're going to become a target and a focus of this district attorney's office. And we are going to prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law. And so it's like, all right, well, like on one hand, you you do these things that you've seen. For example, you mentioned Jay-Z, right? Like JV, Jay-Z is like the perfect example. I mean, he even, he literally wrote, it's called the blueprint. Um, <laughs> he wrote it out. So this is how you do it. You take your crack money, you run it through your your hood, you wash it, you bring it back out, you establish a business, in this case, a record label, and you build it up through that. And that is your blueprint. And this is exactly what Young Thug has done, right? Come from the streets, all mixtapes, starts making albums, creates Young Stoner Life records, signs Gunna, signs, who else did he sign? Uh, Little Baby. Little Baby part, yeah. Yeah, you know, and now he has a rap empire. I mean, he literally took the blueprint that Jay-Z wrote And he, to a T made that happen. Um, and so it's just interesting to see that now there is somebody who's willing to say, all right, well, we don't tolerate this shit. Not at least not here in Fulton County, Georgia. If you want to do this, you got to go somewhere else. Uh, and now arguably the biggest name in hip hop. I mean, there's obviously big names in hip hop. This is right up there, um, is now staring, staring down, uh, substantial prison time my guess is that he doesn't
1: do much prison time at all though i
0: would imagine not either i would imagine not either and i imagine that a lot of this is to send a message yeah and uh i'm sure some of the 28 that are indicted i mean there's murder charges in those indictments there's racketeering and extortion and all kinds of uh, uh things uh so i imagine somebody takes a
1: hit for it but i don't think it'll be dog I saw an, an interesting in an interview there they, they were interviewing the DA the press was just asking questions and and someone pinged out why was Jack Harlow not indicted on this and I, Who? I thought it was really interesting like that his name would even be brought into it because I mean, he's a Kentucky dude not too far from Atlanta but I mean far enough that I it's weird to tie his name to this also not a smoker or a drinker so it's like you wouldn't and he doesn't talk about this shit either so it's like He seems very far removed from this, yet he's a very big hip-hop player with a lot Mm -hmm. of money and, you know, maybe the smartest person, best person to be affiliated with any of this stuff because he's the last person you would think would be involved with this stuff. So I just Mm -hmm. thought it was interesting. Like, what did that reporter know about Jack Harlow that made them ask that question? Or was that just like a fuck-off question? Like, I I didn't know if that was just like a, oh, you know what about this guy or or if it was actually like there's maybe he's trying to make a point about race or something if it was yeah i don't know if it was a point about race or if there is some kind of information that connects him to this like i'd I'd have to look into it more but i've never heard jack say anything about slime life or anything like that so i i don't know it it seems it just seemed like a weird question to me no doubt saw this video too that just kind of cleared up a couple things i saw it on tiktok yesterday um from someone with the handle the luncheon lawyer And uh, it just kind of clears up a couple facts about this. So I just thought I'd play it really quick just so you could uh, hear her perspective on a couple things. It's just informational.
2: Young Thug and Gunna are just a few of the individuals being prosecuted by Fulton County. I am a former prosecutor at the exact same office that is currently indicted Young Thug and Gunna, and I would like to clear up some misconceptions regarding the arrest and the indictment. The first misconception is that this is a federal case because a RICO charge has been indicted. That is not true. This is not a federal case. This is a state case. If you look at the bottom of the indictment, you see the name Bonnie T. Willis. Bonnie T. Willis is the elected district attorney for Fulton County, Georgia. This is a state case as opposed to a federal case. The next misconception is that Young Thug and Gunna have both been charged with 56 counts. That is not true. Let's take each individual in turn. You are indicted by the state. They're going to list you as your government name and then the name that you are most popularly known by. Here we see that Young Thug's government name is Jeffrey Williams. You look below that, you see he is actually only charged with two counts. Counts number one and count number 56. Count one is Rico and count two is participation in criminal street gang activity. Locating Gunna on the indictment next, you see that his government name is Sergio Kitchens and he has actually only been charged with one count, the Rico charge. Now because they were arrested last night, they will be having a bail hearing today. And if I had to guess, I would expect the bail to be set at a high number.
1: So she just clears up a couple things.
0: What's her name? Would you say the Luncheon lawyer?
1: Yeah, so just to give credit where credit is due, that was the uh the Luncheon lawyer, the L-U-N-C-H-E-O-N-L-A-W-Y-E-R. And she she was a uh former attorney that worked at the same office in Fulton County that's prosecuting him so I would guess that she has a grasp of the situation a little bit better than us and and she kind of describes it there pretty well um, it looks like her page is a lot of cool stuff so check her out I, I guess we'll see what happens here I, I think she's right with how she wraps that up it's gonna be a high bail I'm sure it'll be posted um, and I'm sure with the lawyers that he has like if, if obviously like there's things that point to him with this gang but I, I don't think that they're gonna have concrete evidence to put him Jeffrey Williams like away it might mm-hmm. fuck up the operation for sure. But I think Thugger will be all right, and we'll be uh, we'll be seeing his album come out shortly, like he was saying. Hold on, I want to show you this.
2: The indictment's got a bunch of other rappers. There was one name I was actually expecting to see there that I didn't. Know. That's Jack Harlow. Um, can you speak to that? What I'll tell you is that as large as this indictment is, the I told my team that let's not be sexy. Now, let's not overreach. Let's be conservative in our approach, which is always the approach that I take. Um, And in taking that approach, 28 defendants were indicted and they were indicted for the crimes that I believe were appropriate for this RICO indictment. Um, And so I won't speak to any. Huh.
1: You know what I'm saying? That's not like, hey, that's that's bullshit. He's not involved. That's like we don't have enough on him yet. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What the right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he
0: just seems so... Is he from Atlanta?
1: Nah, he's from Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, man. But, I mean, it's the rap game. They're all they're all fucking know. connected, dude. Like, you know. I guess, but, th- I mean, this is a very specific... He's loosely involved, if not heavily, but not heavily enough that they could prove it, you know? So, I, I guess we'll wait to see, but better lawyer up, Jack.
0: Uh, this guy who put that video out there... On Twitter, Phil underscore Lewis mm-hmm. said, I'm assuming that both the reporter and district attorney have no idea who Jack Harlow is.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. The same uh, district attorney that we just listened to, Fannie Williams, says that many people are looking at life under this indictment. It is my opinion that violence in our communities deserves maximum penalties. When asked how much does social media and music play a role in bringing in this indictment, Fulton County DA Fannie Williams says social media is a wonderful tool for prosecutors in every indictment we bring nowadays. Stop telling on
1: yourself is what she's saying. Yeah. So I had thought that like through the Constitution and freedom of speech, the artwork of the music can't be used against you. I guess social media is separate from that, but like they can't use his words and his music to tie him to crimes, right, legally?
0: This is, again, Fulton County DA Fannie Willis. Quote, I believe in the First Amendment. However, it does not protect people from prosecutors using it as evidence if it is
1: such. Mm, I thought they had to like name them by name for it to be usable in court. But I, yeah, maybe I just under- misunderstand it.
0: It looks like they can, and they will. I remember watching an old episode of Gangland. And they were doing one in San Diego... Uh, over here in Southeast San Diego and Lincoln Park. And uh, one of the people they put away, they were able to triangulate some of this evidence through his song. And I always thought, man, why don't they do that more often? They talk about it enough. You know, like they literally say exactly what they do. I mean, maybe, like, maybe they don't give enough information to where you can actually prosecute them. But, but in this case, they did. So I don't know. Man. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, very interesting. And, and I think it puts a lot of other rappers on notice, right? Like I think we've more or less not had any real consequences i guess for criminal activity being perpetuated in and if anyone in, in recent in, in recent history or ever has been charged like this none that i can think of like I, I, wayne went to prison
1: that was gun charges they've found guns on his tour bus but outside of that i don't know who, who else nothing that i'm seeing man other than like you know like with travis scott with his astro world like as far as lawsuits go, I don't see anything with like deep seated gang affiliation like you have with what happened with Takashi Six Nine. But he was obviously he was a paid player to to do that kind of right. This is kind of unprecedented here. Like I, I don't I don't know if there's really anything else to point to. And the only other one I can think of is YNW Melly, the guy who killed his best friend and then tried to blame it on the rival gang, but it turned out he killed him all along. And he actually mm. is about to get out of prison, I think. He got off on that somehow. They had him dead to rights and he got out on a technicality. But yeah, I, I don't think there's anything with like really deep-seated gang affiliation thing like this that I, that's coming to my head, at least.
0: Well, speaking of prison, there is a whole wild story out of Alabama.
1: I'd say a beautiful love story. <laughs>
0: There's a corrections officer and a convicted felon slash murder suspect who were in the Lauderdale County Jail in Alabama. Last month, they both disappeared mysteriously, just disappeared, just gone. Now, obviously, the first thing that that comes to mind is they escaped, right? She helped him escape and they went and Bonnie and Clyde, right? Just living on the edge. And it turned out that's exactly what happened. So on the morning of April 29th, she walked this guy, Casey White, out of jail, put him in her marked police vehicle, and took off, claiming she was taking the inmate to the county courthouse for a mental health evaluation. Uh, To buy herself some more time, she told colleagues that she was going to see her doctor afterwards because she felt ill. Instead, she she drove to a parking lot where she had stashed a copper-colored Ford Edge, purchased in cash, and used it as a getaway car. They went north, switching cars in Tennessee, in Indiana, and then police were on their tail through Tennessee. They recovered a dark blue Ford F-150, and then later that same day, they caught up with White and White, <laughs> who, by the way, are not related, um, and they were in a gray Cadillac. And uh, when they caught up to them, this the corrections officer facing arrest shot herself in the head she was hospitalized with serious uh injuries and she succumbed to her wounds monday evening dying and then the murder suspect was then rearrested and taken into custody but what we don't have in this story is how was she turned who how what has to happen for you the enforcer of law to then turn around break out a murder suspect
1: and then flee with this murder suspect. It's the power of getting dicked down, Frank. <sighs> I hate to say got it. But it. It's she got was in fucking it, right? head over heels love for this guy. That,
0: but that's what it is, right? That what other what other chemical is strong enough to make this happen? Yeah, right. You know? On
1: the day you retire, like you were done. You did it. You did it. You had your you did your whole career. You had a fucking nice fat pension probably waiting for you, and you threw it all away for this fucking dirt bag. That sucks, man. Um, this is Seth Ferranti, a formal federal fugitive and now
0: an author and filmmaker. She had to have been in it for love. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: guess, man.
0: Uh, I guess. But so much man. so
1: that the day that she left for work, I, I think she like lived with her mom or she was like with her mom or something. And her mom had no idea. She just like said goodbye to her wow. as usual and just left the house. Her mom would have had no... Would have never second-guessed it at all. So it's like she was ready to leave her entire family for this guy. So she was... Head over heels for this dude. I don't think it was like a put a gun to her hip and get me the fuck out of here kind of thing. I don't. I don't think it was. No, anything. no, th- it doesn't sound it like was that at all. Her own will. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. it,
0: she was a willing participant. This guy was serving a 75 year sentence in connection with a violent crime spree that involved shooting at multiple individuals, wounding one and killing a dog, as well as convictions mm. on kidnapping, attempted murder, and carjacking carjacking charges. While in prison serving this 75 year sentence uh he was he confessed to a 2015 murder of Connie Ridgway 58 year old woman stabbed to death in her own home so oh man how do you like you you're privy to this information if you're the corrections officer you know why these people are in prison or maybe you don't i don't know I've got to imagine you have to like if you're if you're trying to be any competent at your at your position there that you would know why these people are in jail so that you could kind of size them up as best you can, and then if you're fucking them, you know how's that pillow talk <laughs>
2: you
0: know, like mm. lifelong criminal, you know over here whispering oh, sweet nothings in your ear, I don't know man, seventeen years a corrections officer
1: that's man, that's too bad, man
0: yeah, I know. So I don't know. Some people just jump off the deep end. And say fuck it. And
1: um I don't know. Prayers out to her family. That sucks. That sucks a lot. Another kind of funny story where maybe someone said fuck it. Uh you you like the show Succession, right? Yeah, yeah, I like that show. You know the brother of Logan, like the old kind of Yes. pissed off. Yes. He hates hates his brother. Mm-hmm. So he was in the news yesterday. Uh his name's James Cromwell, by the way, the actor. And he glued himself to a counter of a Starbucks Mm -hmm. in a PETA protest. Oh, no. Yeah, dude. So he has joined the ranks of uh, some of the people we were talking about last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was, but demanding that Starbucks should not be charging customers to use vegan milk (gasps) and that it should be a free add-on for any who want to use the milk and save lives of cows or you know, not extort cows for their dairy supply. Wow. Yeah, so it looks like they were forcibly removed and he was unglued from the counter. And there's a video out there that's just so funny. Look it up if you can, but like you could just see like the whole staff behind just like shaking their head like these motherfuckers. The cops are in there like talking to the protesters and the protesters are like, well, they can't leave. They're literally physically attached to the counters. So I don't know what you want them to do. And the cops are like, well, we'll find someone to remove them from the counters. It's no problem. And then it just shows them like chiseling away at their hand. Dude, what? It's hilarious. Remember
0: when we used to protest things of substance, like clubbing baby seals and yeah. shark fin soup? You know, things where it's like actually making a difference in whether or not animals have a better life than they otherwise would have. <laughs> You're yeah. protesting vegan milk at a Starbucks.
1: A 30 cent upcharge. He, dude, so oh he's sitting God, there dude. so pretentiously. And I, like, I had no opinion of this dude before. And I'm like, like we're saying, like this kind of like discredits your cause. Like the way you're going about this makes you just look like an asshole. And people like laugh at your cause instead of like hearing what you're saying. Like, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, fuck the cows. Like milk them for all they're worth. Give us every ounce. Like, I'm not saying that either. But like the way they're going about it just like takes away from it. And when you're, he sat on the counter, he wore, wore a shirt that said free the animals. And like really pretentiously. He, he was yeah. free
0: the tigers you wanted tigers what? I need
1: you to be more specific and super pretentiously he's just this is what he was saying he said more than 13,000 customers have asked you now we're asking you will you stop charging more for vegan milk when will you stop raking in huge profits while customers animals and the environment all suffer when will you stop penalizing people for their ethnicities and their morals
0: bro I make 1650 I don't know what you want me to do <laughs> I work by the hour. I just cleaned up diarrhea in this bathroom. I have f- right. far other different things on my... M- the only thing I can think of when I hear something like this, the animals must have it pretty good. If this is what we're protesting, if this is what's making news, yeah. vegan milk, then... <sighs> I mean, honestly, I'm sure there are bigger problems out there. From an animal rights perspective, I, as a matter of fact, I know there are. But if you're protesting vegan milk, then you've diluted your entire cause. I don't care. Like, how am I supposed to take PETA seriously at all for anything ever? If you're super gluing yourself to basketball courts and to Starbucks counters, you as an organization look like a cult. If, you're, if, yeah, you're, if yeah. your constituents, if your followers are doing these things. I mean, yeah, we're talking about it, but what are we talking about? We're talking about vegan milk. You know who cares about vegan milk? People who have the luxury of caring about vegan milk. That's who. Yeah,
1: right. That is who. Well, and then the rest of us are laughing at the cause, which doesn't do any good for it. You know, it's just, it's silly. And and it's like good. I mean, to me, it's like, okay, awesome. Starbucks, like you offer it as an option. You guys have soy milk, almond milk oat milk. You have all these different options where like if people don't want to do dairy, fuck yeah, you have other options. But like if it's more on their infrastructure to get that shit there because it's not as much of a acquirable thing like that dairy milk is because there's a huge network set up all across our entire country that supports that, there's going to be a small upcharge. Asking 30 cents for you to, you know, feel like you're morally changing the world and, and, you know, get the diet that you so desperately want and need to like save the world. That's not a big, you know. That's not a big sacrifice to ask, in my no, opinion.
0: And there's, uh, if there's one truism here, is that there's no compromising with the zealots.
1: <laughs>
0: it's just one or so if, double the if, cost. If it's, it's it's all or nothing <laughs> to these people, and there's no, uh, and there's no middle ground. You need to co-opt some smarter people into your uh, movement. And uh, I don't know. I, I just I've always thought Peter was a little silly. I mean, I like I, I, li- I like animals. I like that there's people out there who are attentive to, uh, the injustices of animals. I think that it's a very odd thing that we all grow, that we all make animals for the explicit purpose of slaughtering and consuming them. I do think that that's very odd, but at the end of the day, we're talking about vegan milk. So no, 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 you don't have my support. One last story before we leave here. Kind of a bummer. So I hate to leave on a bummer but i thought it was uh for sure important to talk about drug overdose deaths in 2021 topped 100,000 for the first time in a calendar year uh i say this coming off of uh fentanyl awareness day which was yesterday and this record was uh fueled by the spread of uh, illicit forms of fentanyl through the country which is more often than not used as a cutting agent. So if you don't know, I'm sure everyone knows by now, but if you don't know, a take a penny, right? If you can cut that penny into sure. quarters, split it half, and then split that half in half. One of those quarters of a penny, if you consume that in fentanyl, would kill you dead instantly. Instantly, you're dead. And mm. cartels and others are taking fentanyl and they're cutting cocaine with it because it's synthetic, it's an opioid, and it's... Um, easy to get incredibly easy to get so the proliferation of fentanyl has been compounded by the destabilizing effects of covid-19 uh, pandemic on users and people in recovery according to health authorities and treatment uh, and treatment providers the us has recorded more than 1 million overdose deaths since 2000 and more than half of those came in the past seven years it's a terrible trend this is robert anderson uh chief of the mortality statistics branch of the cdc's national center for health statistics regarding fentanyl's user around impact we've never seen anything Like this. The agency has counted about 103,600 overdoses for 2021, but believes that number is several thousand higher due to suspected overdoses that haven't been confirmed by local death investigators. Fentanyl, a drug up to 50 times the strength of heroin, has ratcheted up risks for drug users. There's a legal form, sometimes prescribed for managing cancer pain, but the main problems are illicit forms made in clandestine labs. In Mexico, there was a story this past week from 60 Minutes, and it was former Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper. This was Trump's Secretary of Defense, and he was uh, interviewed on 60 Minutes. He accused Trump of wanting to bomb drug labs that we were aware of that were in Mexico. And he asked this guy, Mark Esper, hey, can we do this? Can we bomb these labs? And sort of ironically, this guy Esper said, we cannot bomb a sovereign nation. (laughs) Just hilarious because we do it (laughs) all the (laughs) time. Like, literally every day we bomb a sovereign nation. Uh, It just doesn't happen to be our neighbor. And I was thinking about this and I was like, hmm, using the military to protect American lives by destroying drug labs in Mexico. Yeah, I'm for it. I would say 100% if it happened, I would be in support of it.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't be against it. Uh, I guess it's just like a ho- all how you look at it though. Cause like it almost could sound like a Putin military operation on the border of Ukraine, you know, you bet you get messy quickly. And it's like, I think that we still, I mean, Mexico is, is an ally to us and a, a, a country. So it's like uh, it, that could get into scary waters quickly. But I mean, as far as like, can, attacking gang and drug activity that as leads to this many deaths every year. I, I wouldn't be against this at all, no way.
0: No way. I think the way that Mexico runs though is, it's so ingrained with this kind of uh, activity that it would be hard to say that it would make a positive impact. I think that the, I think that the, I'm sure there's people in Mexico that would be very happy if that happened. And I think there's people in Mexico that would be um, incredibly offended by the fact that another country was coming in and making these kind of moves. And then I think there's even further people who would say that, you know, that's an act of war and aggression and um, it would just, you know, motivate them to do more. Of this yeah. Thing. Like, do we want to go get into an all out war with the cartel? You know, yeah. mm. Well, I mean, shoot, that would be that would be an easy war to win, I think, if you're America. But but then you would have to be you would have to be like declaring war. But but I don't know. There was like a a lot of outrage I saw on Twitter, which, which there's outrage for anything if you want to look for it. But it was outrage about Trump. Even bringing this up, and I'm thinking, well, fuck, in the the entire view of what we do militarily, oh, yeah, this would be this would be the least egregious thing we ever did, probably almost ever. yeah, right Like, like specifically targeting things that kill a hundred thousand Americans a year. Now, I'm not saying all of it's from Mexico, but I gotta imagine a very large portion of it is. And we're cutting that off at the source or at least attempting to instead of, Allowing them to make it and then trying to stop it at the border, or trying to like you know trying to like become a sieve for for drugs and catch I don't know what do you think we catch 30, 35 percent forty maximum percent of the drugs that cross the border or try oh, yeah. to cross the border we catch I don't know, for, to me I'd be like, yeah, fuck dude, it, I dude I would him.
1: think that uh, Barack Obama's probably thought about it too man with all the shit he did when he was in office I, I think he had the most strikes of any president ever when he was
0: in office. Right, but uh, we did it uh, against uh, uh, very poor countries in the Middle
1: East. So right, nobody cares. exactly. But I, I can't can't nobody think of it maybe cross his mind or come across his desk to do the same. I, I don't know. Who knows? I don't. know. Either. But anyways, uh, before we go, we want to make sure that we tell you guys about our sponsor, our friends over at Gun Barrel Coffee. They make drinking a good, smooth cup of coffee that much better. The way they do this is that they donate $1 from every single item purchased on their site to veterans and first responder charities all across our country. They offer 14 different blends and roasts, which you can get whole bean ground or single serve pods. And right now, as a friend of our ship, you can use the promo code FNH10 and you're going to save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at gunbarrelcoffee.com. That is promo code FNH10. Check them out. Great guys, great organization, really good coffee, gun barrel coffee, damn good coffee, damn good cause. Really would appreciate it if you guys hit the links in our bio and checked out our shop and hit some of our merch uh really helps us just like get the name out there we're not really making any money off this stuff it is just to pay for the infrastructure to support the merch to get it to our friends and family and and listeners all across the world we got t-shirts hats underwear coffee mugs all kinds of stuff if you see something on there that we don't have that you want shoot us an email We'll, we'll make it for you on the spot and have it live that day for you frank where can they find all our awesome things you can find us on Twitter at FriendshipNH. You can find
0: us on Instagram and TikTok. Same handle, Friendship News Hour. And you can email us bummerdude.media at gmail.com, bummerdude.media at gmail.com. If you think that there is somebody that we should be talking to or any subjects that you would like to hear, any stories you would like to have covered or things that you just think are uh, generally interesting, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. And that's it for us today. We'll see you next time.